0: Rock Seller Magazine. Hi, I'm Lisa Loeb, and I have a brand new
1: album out. I just want to let you know I have a new record out called Run to Me.
0: Hi, Hi. we Pablo Cruz. I got a new single. I've got new
2: music.
3: I got a new hip. No, 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 no. Not not that kind of hip. Contests, giveaways, prizes. Daily free newsletter. Never miss out. Rock music news delivered. slash subscribe.
2: On the Move podcast, bienvenidos. I am your host, Calypso Aranda. Thank you so much for joining us. With Cinco de Mayo being ayer, yesterday. Okay, so, you know, today's show pays tribute to our Mexican culture that the city of Los Angeles, Los Angeles, is filled with. And today's lineup, we have Maricela Martinez, director of Mariachi Lindas Mexicanas, viva las mujeres, and the Delgado Brothers. Are they really brothers? We want to find out the Conjunto been with the beautiful sisters Libby and Cindy Harding. But before we get to that, concerts are back. Yes. And we don't want you to miss Councilman Bob Bloomingfield July 4th extravaganza, hosted by Woodland Hills Porsche, with opening acts Alunis and main act Ticket to Ride. For more information, head on over to valleycultural.org. Don't miss it and we want to see you there. I have a funny story to share with you guys okay so my dad's been like you know on me with you know you're not really into the culture you're not really mexican because you don't even eat a jalapeno and i said dad
4: i already told you
2: i can because i am mexican i swear to you on everything and he's like no you're not here have this jalapeno this jalapeno was so green and it looked so fierce and it looked very spicy but you know what did i eat it did i not eat it my son's looking at me like, mom, don't ever let me down. Don't let me down. Don't let me down. This kid can eat jalapeno like a whole one. Okay, so I'm looking at this jalapeno. I'm like, dad, you're really gonna make me do this. And he's like, just take a bite. It's not gonna hurt. Here, we have some agua. We have some milk in case anything happens. I was like, okay, you know, if I call in sick tomorrow, my stomach really, that's not great, you know. Anyways, did I take a bite of the jalapeno? I took a little tiny bit of the tip And you know what? My son grabbed that thing and he ate it like it was a flaming hot jalapeno (laughs) chip. That's my story, guys. You know what? I am Mexican. And you know what? It's okay if you don't eat a jalapeno. (laughs) Can you sympathize with me? Can you? Okay, coming back after the break, we have Maricela Martinez joining us from the director of Mariachis Lindas Mexicas.
4: Good morning. At Amazon, we have husbands and wives that work together, daughters and mothers that work together, and we feel like a family together.
5: you drive driving home, right? Done
6: always?
5: Hi. My name is Deontay, and I work with my fiance, Tiara. It's just fun to work with my best friend. <laughs> <That's>
6: my daughter.
4: <laughs> we rely on everybody else. It's like a big, huge family. I'm very thankful to have that. Love you. I love you. The type of relationships that you create make you come in with a smile on your face.
7: Hello, and welcome to the Valley Cultural Foundation's Arts on the Move event. I'm Congressman Brad Sherman from America's best name city, Sherman Oaks. If you or someone you know is having trouble dealing with any federal agency, perhaps a stimulus payment or difficulty with a PPP loan for small business, call my constituent services office at 818-501-9200. My staff works very hard. They'll solve your problem, and then I, Brad Sherman, take the credit. I think that's a great system. Again, our number is 818-501-9200. I'm Congressman Brad Sherman.
2: Welcome back to the show. I hope you're having a great one so far. I'm your host, Calypso, and we have a great lineup and we're starting it up with Maricela Martinez, who is the director of Mariachi Lindas Mexicanas. We want to go ahead and welcome her. Welcome, Maricela. If you are on the Zoom, come on in. Hi, Maricela,
6: how are you? I'm doing well. I'm very excited to be with all of you. Thank you very much for the invitation.
2: Yes, thank you for joining us. Before we go any further, you are the director of the all-female uh, Latinas La- La- Mariachilindas Mexicanas, este, a proud Mexican immigrant, now a U.S. citizen. Congratulations. Uh, you are from the beautiful city of Guadalajara, Jalisco. Oh, my God, viva Mexico. One of the beautifulest women are from Jalisco. Hint, hint. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. Tell us how are you and I know that Cinco de Mayo was ayer yesterday. You must be so tired or did you perform? Did you do any Zoom performances? Tell us a little bit about that.
6: Well we did a funeral in the morning. It took like four hours. Uh, one of the longest funerals we've done during this pandemic and um, the sun was healing on us. So yes that's that our bodies a little bit. But then we did two virtual concerts, one for the Consulado de Mexico in El Paso, and another one for McKinley Elementary School for the kiddos. It's like, um, you know, um, coming back concert for them to, to share about the instruments, about um, how we do like on our women status. <laughs> and, and, este, and we also did um, a show at Soho, and in downtown LA, Soho Warehouse is a, you know, very exclusive place. And we're very happy to be there every single de Mayo. Last year we missed it, but last night made it up for us.
2: That's awesome. Marisela. you went all around from Texas to LA and then somewhere else. Isn't that amazing? Like with, you know, with virtual, we just have, you pivoted and you were just in three different areas all in one day. So you probably are a little tired.
6: Yes. And the phone, you know, like you said, concerts are back you know into business and also gigs and and concerts and stuff for us work for us so the phone is like burping they wanted me to answer the phone and booking for for private parties and events but we need to give priority to you know mother's day weekend the big season for us
2: that is a big season so tell <laughs> us a little bit about your journey in becoming the founder and the director of mariachis Lindas mexicanas
6: you know um it took many years of uh, you know experiences and and caídas y levantadas, you know, um, a learning process of uh, trying to put things together, you know, to from the pay gap that we women go through, and then from you know creating a space for only women where we could express ourselves without you know being um, bullied or being too much for men or scare them a place where we could go from gig to gig and, and talk about our personal stuff, you know, our goals, yeah. our lives, and then go and perform and get united with music, you know, and, you know, just dominate the process of the day at a gig or a backyard party or a concert or show. For me, creating Maria Chiendas Mexicanas, it's, you know, it was a safe place for all of us and, and a way to preserve our culture.
2: That's awesome. Tell us a little bit about Thank your you. journey, like becoming the founder. Like, how did it all start? ¿Cómo empezó todo? Um, how was it? I mean, ya, ya, ya tienes, you have a long time ya in this trayectoria, in your journey. Please tell us how it all came together.
6: Okay. Um, well, I was 17, 16, 17 years old when I started, you know, going to uh, music classes with a personal teacher and then my father would teach me and then I went to University of Guadalajara to study music uh, all at the same time as you know strolling restaurants in Guadalajara and asking table by table if they would like to hear a song and that's the way I learned you know I I didn't start it in a big scenario or stage You, you know I started from the bottom and and that took me to Places, beautiful places like uh, Mariachi reina Los Angeles, Mariachi Mujer 2000, and also Mariachi Perlitas de Guadalajara, which is a well-known mariachi as well. And um, I had my mariachi when I was 17. As a teenager, I was the leader of the band. And, well, I joined other groups, and then I just wanted to create something. I knew there were a lot of uh, opportunities here in L.A., you know. Tanto como radio, music, films, um, um, artists, fusions. And, and I was not wrong. You know, right now I could see all that uh, vision coming through and um, materializarse in one thing, you know, and saying I was, I was right. I, we had a lot of opportunities to be on um, TV shows and movies and awesome. and everything. So becoming the leader, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of your time a lot of stress. But in the end of the day, um, we're doing what we love and and we're getting paid for it. So I'm so grateful with God and the universe for, you know, showing me the path and having this uh, tradition from my dad coming down to me and then hopefully for my children, to my children.
2: Uh, that reminds me of that quote, I don't know if you've heard of it. You never have to work a day in a life if you love what you do, right? I think that's, have you ever heard of that? Like, Gotta love what you do. And to get paid for it is a bonus, definitely. Um, Marisela, for those that are not familiar, I mean, who could not be familiar with mariachi music? I mean, hello, it's like all over the place. But for those that are not familiar with the mariachi music, um, can you just give us like a little brief history of you know its, be- like, of its beginning and how it has flourished? Obviously, mariachi music has ese... Simple tone, visit like when we were chiquitos, when we were tight, when we were younger. How has it flourished today? Has it lost its dynamic? Give us a little elaborate on that a little bit.
6: Okay, uh, we can find mariachi history or mariachi traces since late eighteen hundreds. Um, uh, you know, escritos, pictures, and stories from people, and also uh, recording audios that are very old. Um, Mariachi music is a a result of uh, the revolution, and then also the president of Mexico wanted to show off with the beautiful music. So that's the way it started to, you know, put it in the spot and the light spot to the world. Um, Then uh, the imaginary from the movies in Mexico, they created this rancho style life where all Mexicans, you know, Charro suits, sombreros, and rebozos, um, which now is not the case, and back then was not only the case. But when the world thinks about Mexico, they think about charrosuit and mariachi. Uh, of course, the musicality of the of the you know performers it it's been evolving in you know evolution day by day. If I said it right, yeah, ha uh, evolucionado. It, it's been changing. A lot of people, the, the mariachi lovers say, the mariachi doesn't sound like a, uh, 1970s, 1980s. Oh. Of course not. Oh, okay. You know, musicians are more prepared. Now they go to school, they get their careers, they get to really know about the music back then with more organic music, you know, by the heart. And obviously right now, a lot of people would say, I have never, what do you, what do, you do? Do you dance? Do you play? What is it that you do with that suit? Um, and it's really nice to just take the time and explain to them, you know, this is a cultural tradition. This is a, this is a mariachi thing that goes on around the world. And then when they uh, hear about it, then they connect, I guess, images and, and memories for themselves.
2: Uh, we did touch a little bit, Marisela, earlier about how, um, you know, it's been, ex- how it's been accepted but now with a mariachi being such a male dominated field do you feel that si, it's being accepted un poquito mas it has been uh, male dominated but
6: just because of the patriarchy <laughs> not because we haven't been there because mariachi mujeres have been there for many years many many decades so one thing is that we are now taking our voice and using it more than to sing now we're making our voice heard uh and our uh, rights and then say you know we need to um, take our own spot our own place um yes they're accepting it it, it takes yes. them a little bit of uh, pride to say yes you're doing good yes uh you're, you're taking over a little bit maybe you're doing great uh you might not hear it a lot but when you hear it, it is good to at least uh, get acknowledged you know
2: I love it. So I I know we're gonna play, we're gonna play a video. Ahorita, um los laureles. Can you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that? And introduce la canción.
6: Claro que sí. Bueno, antes que eso, quiero darle las gracias. I want to thank you, everybody, for having me to represent not only mariachi lindos mexicanas, but also mujeres mariachis, immigrant um, immigrant um, community, and and mujeres. In general, so thank you very much for for inviting me. Uh, and this last, this song is called Los Laureles. It's very popular. It's, it has a special arrangement by Joseba Barrosa from Ciudad Juárez, Mexico. And um, we did it for for we recorded it for Maria Jose's first ever virtual show uh, and um, on TV. So we were very blessed to to be part of it. And Los Laureles talks about you know be happy under the under that tree you know be happy there but you know i'm gonna make you love me and it's kind of the thing that i'm hurting but you're gonna you know you're gonna be mine i love it hope you guys enjoy it thank you so much for listening
2: A beautiful song that was Fuiste cantando, right? Was that you singing?
6: Esa era yo cantando y tocando la trompeta. I work was singing too. and playing the trumpet
2: <laughs> when you were singing Tugurita, I was like, I'm running out of breath, I can't <laughs> breathe. That was such a beautiful song. Me encantó mucho. Um, tell us a little Gracias. bit about besides the mariachi lindas mexicanas, what do you do besides this? Because I know you got some things coming up, uh, you're doing some things on the site. Please, would favor, tell us a little bit about that.
6: Absolutely. Um, like you said, you know, that's a lot to do when you see the video, you see me singing, yelling, and also <laughs> playing the trumpet. Um, that takes a lot, but that's not the only thing that we do. We have to rehearse. I have to do the booking and driving from gig to gig, uh, you know, doing everything to make it happen just to be here as well. You know, it's it's a lot of work to put my mind in 10 things at the same time, but I make it happen. I don't know how, Um, but the girls, you know, the girls in my mariachi right now, I'm very blessed because they're well-educated Latinas. You know, one of them, uh, Jesse Vallejo, Dr. Jesse Vallejo, she's a, a professor called Poly Pomona, the mariachi uh, assemble there. And also uh, Olga and Olga is gonna, um graduate this year from uh, business administration and then also Cynthia también, you know she's a uh, tiene licenciatura in administración de empresas and also um, Silvia Licenciada de música. Uh, and my own to my own I try to keep learning cultural stuff like this, learning from Bali Cultural Foundation as well and learning from other uh, foundations because of the pandemic last year, I, uh, you know, I had to overcome my fear to the COVID and I knew and I learned that I was okay and I was safe and I didn't need anything in at home, thank God. But and I learned that my co-workers, uh, my elderly co-workers in oil Heights were having a lot of issues and, and trouble, you know, just keeping up with the rent and yeah. with food and so we, we did that, we help them and we gave food away, we okay. organized and, and we help our community. And then, well, a raiz de eso, I wanted to start my own foundation. So I'm just waiting for the government to set the, the procedure and say, you know, this, okay. here's your foundation. Okay. And okay. it's called Las Mariachis Foundation. Um, I took the time because I was free for the whole year, most of it. Um, to interview girls around the world mariachi musicians ladies around the world and i have so many beautiful stories that you want to check on las mariachis and facebook Definitely. um yeah the pioneer mariachis the new mariachi girls and from every level so that's something that i would like to keep doing without you know trying to make any money out of it just to to expose their lives and to document all those ladies yeah. and with the las mariachis foundation Maybe one day, not too long, with the help of a lot of people like you, maybe have our first Las Mariachis Cultural Center here in LA.
2: Mirá nomás, you have big plans, mujeres poderosas. Congratulations, Maricela. We are so happy for you. 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 We cannot wait to hear when it has become official, and you have to come back and tell us a lot more about it so that we can, uh, you know, follow you. But speaking of following you, where can we find you? Where can we find Mariachis Lindas Mexicanas?
6: You can find us on the freeway, on the go, all the time.
2: (laughs) No, de verdad.
6: Yeah, you know, we have our phone. It's easy right now. to. It's faster for me to get text messages because, like I said, I'm the secretary as well. Uh, Text messages at 323-906-6685. 906-6685 906 or Maria Chilinas Mexicanas Oficial on Facebook and Instagram, Maria Chilindas Mexicanas. Go on YouTube and our website, mariachilindasmexicanas.com. Thank, thank you. you for that as well.
2: Marisela, thank you so much. Que tengas un bonito día. Have a wonderful day and come back to us here at Valley Cultural Foundation here on the Arts on the Move podcast. So after this commercial break, we're going to have the Delgado Brothers stick around that.
4: Hi, I'm Tim Gaspar with Gaspar Insurance, and we are thrilled to announce that we're the proud sponsor of the Valley Cultural Foundation's new Arts on the Move podcast. The Valley Cultural Foundation does fantastic work here in the San Fernando Valley, bringing arts and music and culture to all of us. Did you know U2's first concert in the United States was right here in Reseda at the Reseda Country Club? And Bruno Mars was actually discovered in Woodland Hills at Pickwick's Pub. Very, very cool. Very cool. As the leading auto and home insurance agency in the San Fernando Valley, we're thrilled to be a part of all of this. And as part of this podcast, if you call our office and get a quote for auto, home or earthquake insurance, you'll get a $10 Amazon gift card just for making the call. So please call one of our team members today, go to GasparInsurance.com, and let us know that you heard about us on the podcast. Now enjoy the podcast and have a great day.
2: Hello everyone and welcome back to the show. I know you had a great time talking to Maricela Martinez. We're having a great time here festejando ayer cinco de mayo. So we are coming up next. We do have the Delgado brothers, and I'm one. And I'm wondering if they are in the room already. We have one so far. I don't know how many brothers they are, but we're gonna find out today. hoy. Hello. Hi, welcome. Calypso. Welcome to the Delgado brothers. We oh, have Joey. It, Joey. We have okay. Bob and we have David, is that correct? That is correct. Hello. Okay. Steve, Joey, David. Oh my goodness. Did I say everyone's name right? Delgado. Yeah. But, <laughs> and that's why it's the Delgado brothers. <laughs> Delgado brothers. <laughs> Welcome to Arts on the Move podcast. Hope that you know we we get to know a little bit about you brothers and you know, you guys are well known very well-known name throughout Southern California for over 50 years, 50 años. You guys have played their brand of Latin blues, roots, soul, and reggae. I mean, do I need, I know you guys are gonna say the rest, but that is such, 50 years is such an awesome journey. Please introduce yourselves a little bit and what, um, if you guys play an instrument, let us know. Um, We'll start with you, Joey.
8: Yeah, Joey Delgado, I'm the guitar player And I sing second fiddle to my little brother, Stevie. And um, me and Stevie are the the original members of the 50-year-old Delgado Brothers. And my brother, Bob, uh, to my right, oh, my right. (laughs) Yeah, he started this version of the Delgado Brothers Band in 1984. Okay. And
5: who's next? I'm Bob. I'm the bass player. Been playing for, yeah, many, many years. Started a, a band with my brother, Danny. Called the Exotics, and my older brother was was in a band called the Ambertones back in the sixties. So that was a great LA scene.
7: Anyway, that's me. I'm Steve, the drummer and the singer.
2: I am the drummer and the singer. You're gonna sing a cappella today.
7: <laughs> yeah, fair, right.
2: I think
8: I could do it. Yeah, I got,
7: oh, oh, I
2: got oh, no. <laughs>
8: You can't get him to do original music.
2: Okay. And then who do we have next to you, Steve?
8: I'm Dave. Hi, I am uh, keyboard am I'm the, I'm the distant Irish cousin.
2: You know what? I was just going to say you have a little Irish in you. I don't know, maybe okay. <laughs> so not everybody is brothers, okay? So but you are the Delgado brothers. Okay, correction.
8: I would say we're 75% brothers.
2: Oh, and you don't have to be blood brothers. It can be by heart. That's beautiful.
8: Yeah, exactly. Dave Dave Kelly has been with us for over 20 years and uh we wouldn't trade him for the world. Joe, you can kick that 75% up to 95%. <laughs>
2: Uh, uh, okay, he's so his
5: I, brother, he's our brother. Yeah.
2: <laughs> How crazy are they? No, she's kidding. Yep. <laughs> okay, so here, uh, thank you so much again for coming in. I know it was a a little uh, uh, a little challenging to get everybody together, but you know you're here. Cinco de Mayo was ayer yesterday. Did you guys do anything spe- special or perform anything virtually for that?
8: We, you know, I made crispy turkey tacos. That was my uh, <laughs> a Cinco de Mayo <laughs> celebration. <laughs> That's awesome. But normally, yeah. <laughs> normally, we would play somewhere, but you know, because of the what's going on nowadays, so we don't. We didn't have an opportunity to do anything. So, but we will.
2: So I heard right. that I heard that the Delgado brothers is sometimes referred as to East LA's best kept secret. Please elaborate on that. How did you get that? Ese tito, Lola. How did you get that title?
8: Well, I, if I if I may, so back in 1987, the Delgado brothers released our very first album on High Tone Records, and. Um, The High Tone is not a major label, so they don't have a lot of money. And so they said, well, why don't you guys get on a van and travel across country? I go, well, where do we play? He goes, just just go to the next town, hire you. And I said, ah, there's no way. We were all raising our young children at the time and and, uh, it just wasn't an option. So what turned out happening because of the album release, we got to open up for a lot of great bands that would tour through LA area and they would spread the word and say, Man, you go to LA. You got to see the brothers, and so that's how we got that little, you know, moniker. That's
2: awesome. So, yeah, um, I know that we, I know that we talked about a little bit how you guys are not brothers, but there's like a two version Delgado brothers. How did this version come about? Like, get together and you know how? How elaborate on that a little bit,
8: Bobby D.
5: <laughs> well, back in uh, let's see, that was uh, the brothers were in Hawaii. Uh, and they and I think the thing was over at 1979. They came back. They were they were a top 40 band, and uh, so when they came back, Joe and Steve kind of want you know that was it for them. They kind of wanted to go somewhere else and do something else. So I said, "Why don't we start a blues band?" And they said, "Okay." So we we went ahead and did a demo with some friends of ours, and it came
8: out all right and. That's how we started this band back in '84. '84, yeah. And uh well, a little bit later, like in '86 or '87, we played the LA street scene because of that oh, demo, right. and uh, that's how we got the record deal with High Tone. Uh, Dennis Walker and Bruce Bromberg, who were writing for uh, uh, Joe Robert Plant. Yeah, Joe, and Joe Lewis, Walker. Lewis Walker was next to us. Well, he—I thought he played just before us. Yeah, yeah, right. But so, so Dennis Walker happened to be in the audience because of Joe Lewis Walker. And uh, so he stayed around and, and he watched us perform. And it just so happened by coincidence, totally, that we played one of our Dennis Walker's songs that, that he wrote for Robert Cray. And he liked our interpretation. And the following Monday, they called my brother Bob on the phone and they said, Hey, Bob, we liked your show. This is uh, Larry Sloan from High Tone Records. And Bob hung, wow. hung up on
5: it. <laughs> I thought it was a joke. You oh, it was a joke. A lot of times my friends are always playing jokes. Family oh, members, too.
8: No, and know, was, But then, I,
5: you know, everything turned out
8: good. That's yeah, awesome. so that's what happened. That,
2: yeah. You know, that doesn't happen every day of your life when, you know, oh, just the band. No, That's amazing.
8: No, we were having a great time. And, and and the L.A. street scene was a very, very awesome experience for us. I mean, there was bands from all over the world that played here, and, and it was all for free. And then it just got screwed up, unfortunately. So yeah. maybe someday it'll yeah. come back. So
2: I'm sure it will. Yeah. I, I, I have listened to some of your music. I absolutely love it. I'm a fan, you know, and I, I do hear the Mexican the Mexican influence on your music, on your sounds. Tell us a little bit about, you know, the music and the writing style.
8: Well, I, I want to start with the music part of it first, and then I'm going to give it to my brother, Steve, okay. and he'll talk about the lyrics and the, and the concept of our, of our uh, you know, what we do. But anyway, musically, you know, we grew up in East L.A., and of course uh, culturally we my our parents l- listened to mariachi music and they and listened to latin jazz and and also big band and then my and then when the beatles came into play we had all these different hybrid experiences of music and so uh, when especially when the beatles came into play we we just had to play music and then my my older brothers they were approximately 10 years older than me but they they would they would have this amazing uh East LA rock and roll sc- uh, scene where like, like Bob mentioned the exotics, the Ambertones, the Midnighters uh you know all these other bands that, that came out El Chicano and and they were all there you know and we and we grew up with them in the area. but our band because of brother Bob took a different turn you know we went more psychedelic blues roots rock, roots rock you know type of thing. Thank God, and and you know, I mean, for that, I mean, because that's so that, honestly, that's that's the way we feel. We feel the most natural playing our music. Yeah, you got
5: to keep moving,
8: yeah. and and then, you know, that's the other. The brothers, the the Delgado brothers, pride ourselves in, and really, really, uh, staying, um, you know, a, original and fresh. That's what I really like that we do. But Stevie, go ahead and talk about the the lyrics. Okay, so I think yeah, I think when you had
7: mentioned. Uh, hearing the i guess the the mexican you know culture in us i think what probably what you're maybe hearing is is a lot about family and that's yeah so when i write a song a lot of the lyrics have to do with family whether it's about a sister or a brother or or just you know good friends and that so in the writing that's a lot of what's in you know what you hear so I think just from that alone, that's you're hearing that part of our culture. So mm-hmm. that's that's what you hear in the lyrics. Right.
2: Because us Mexicans we're so dramaticos, right? We're so oh dramaticos. yeah. <laughs> Stories for <Right>. days.
8: <laughs> I know. My my wife comes from a family of one and so it was a little shocking oh, wow. for her to come in and listen. There's eleven siblings in our family, so that's it's a little rough. And I'll tell you, if you write one song about one brother, you got to write one. Yeah, we went about <laughs> another. Otherwise, you never get. You know
2: what I mean? Yeah, oh, never the same. Hard shoes to fill. Talk
8: about. But the, that, but you know, me, go ahead. I'm sorry, but musically, but musically, you know, we we do have this feeling, like you know, like uh, people say sometimes that I sound like Carlos Santana, and I go, well, you know, it's part of my DNA. I can't help it. You know, it's it's what it's what I I feel and I live it and I know it. You know, so it does come out of me once in a while, and I'm and I'm happy that that people find that comparison. But that's what, you know, the Latin jazz thing and all that kind of stuff, we do incorporate that. Like the song that you're gonna play later, um, I'm re- I'm very proud of. Stevie wrote this song called Explore Your Mind and he'll tell you what it's about. But musically, I thought it had a Latin jazz vibe with a blues, you know, overtone. So that's what we do. That's what our our thing is. So, Steve, what was that, the song about? Um. Yeah, the song was about the flooding in Mont-
7: Montecito. I think it was three years ago, yeah, where the flooding came through. You know, just south of Santa Barbara, and um, I read the story because what happened was the flooding was so bad that it it actually washed people into the ocean. And I actually, have a good friend who lost a very good friend in that flood, and uh, but people were in the ocean from all different backgrounds. I mean, there were homeless people that were very wealthy people and it when i read the story about it i thought you know there's that's mother nature for you it's not going to pick and choose who you know who you're gonna uh, out. affect <laughs> yeah. whether you know whether you're rich or poor those kinds of events affect everybody so so it was written about that and, and explore your mind i was trying to say like like Think about how, the, how you're affected in this world by everything that happens. So it's kind of just explore your mind and give it some thought.
2: So speaking of explore your mind, that was from the album Two Trains. And we're going to go ahead and show that video right now. Um, that was explore your mind from the album to trains that was beautiful i really really, i was vibing to that song i just needed my whiskey and my soda you know that's all i needed um (laughs) congratulations guys really quick um I read that you guys went the two the 2016 International Blues Competition in Memphis, Tennessee. Congratulations! Really quick, can you just talk a little bit about that?
8: My Stanley Cup is right behind me. That's the trophy I won <laughs> for the best guitarist, Albert King. Awesome. But the brothers. We went. We we were reluctant to participants in the International Blues Challenge, but thanks to Michael John, he forced us to enter. And and lo and behold, we took first place in out of like I don't know two over 250 bands worldwide and it was an incredible experience and we met a lot of cool people and we played all over the world after that.
2: You're going to listen to your brother from now on after that, huh? <laughs> oh
8: yeah, and Michael John, yep. Harry <laughs> you Michael John.
2: Oh that's awesome. Um, how can we find you guys? Where, is, where do you guys have coming up next? Please tell us a little bit about that.
8: Well uh, we have a few shows coming up uh, but nothing nothing locally unfortunately but but we are going to play at the Sunbanks uh, Music Festival in in, uh, in Washington State in, I believe it's October. I could be wrong. Don't quote me. But my website, the, or the Delgado Brothers website, will be active tomorrow. and But you could always find us on Facebook, Delgado Brothers on Facebook page. Please like that and um, Instagram and all the other, you know, Twitter and all that stuff. So we're, we be, you know, we're here. <laughs> we haven't got anywhere.
2: Any, any last minute, anything you want to say before we leave? We let you guys go.
8: Dave Kelly, happy birthday to Dave Kelly. Oh, oh yeah! Birthday. Happy birthday, Dave. Oh. They keep coming as long as they keep coming.
2: <laughs> yeah, sing happy birthday now.
8: And Dave, Ke- yeah. Anyway, Dave, Dave's our major contributor to all the Delgado brother music. So if you like Delgado music, thanks to Dave.
2: Thank you, Dave yeah <laughs> well thank you guys so much for joining us today on arts on the move podcast we hope that you come back to us when uh when you have your uh new, more newer endeavors of course um you know what after the break who do we have we have conjunto jardin with the beautiful sisters
8: thank you thank you thank you calypso joe andrews
7: here at pinnacle State properties my wife katie and i want to take a moment to say thank you very much for all your support throughout the years and you know what? We have over the years have been supporting the Valley Cultural Foundation. The Valley Cultural Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit that brings the community together. Whether it be arts, music, there's nothing like the Valley Cultural Foundation. So give them a call, find out what it is they do and be part of it. In the meantime, if you're thinking about buying selling real estate, give Joe and Katie Andrews a call and you can reach us at We're Proud to be part of the Pinnacle Estate family. So thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Westfield Topanga is open with over 200 retailers ready to serve you. Westfield reward members can earn 2.5% cash back when you shop at any Westfield Topanga and the village store or restaurant and up to 750 cash back when shopping luxury. So sign up today and get exclusive access to events, gift with purchases and more. Visit westfield.com Topanga or text 818-306-5957 six to learn more welcome back to the show i hope you're enjoying yourselves i just need my margarita that's all i need (laughs) i know that somebody was having a margarita in the zoom but she didn't want to show it because she just drank it all but anyways thank you so much for joining us and in the room with us we have libby harding Mm -hmm. and cindy harding from Conjunto Jardin. Welcome to the show. Ladies, can you hear me?
3: Yes, we can. Thank, thank you. you.
2: And then, yes, next... thank
3: you so much. Well,
2: I'm sorry. I go was going to
3: say, our, our, we
0: may have another couple band members joining. Oh, okay, good. Yes, here, here welcome. comes welcome. Let's and let them and in. And here comes Gina. All righty.
2: Libby, Libby, next hey. to you, we have your, is it your husband?
0: I'm
8: dark.
2: Yes.
0: This is Gary Johnson. Well, you were going to
1: tell her what you put. Yeah. So, so, what you play.
0: so, why don't we just go ahead and do some introductions? I'm yes. I'm, I'm Libby Harding. I play the harana, harocha. <coughs> kind of the, the the heartbeat of Son Harocha. And then this is my husband Gary.
1: I play uh keyboards most of the time, but I also play a percussion instrument that's made from the jaw jawbone of a donkey. Oh.
2: Renaissance thing, like that's like I mean, like a dinosaur thing. That's awesome.
3: <laughs> Cindy,
1: it's Cindy in the corner here.
3: Good afternoon, calypso I'm Cindy Harding, and I play the requinto carocho, and it's a four-stringed guitar. It's, it serves as the lead guitar in the group. That should
2: be my entrance next time I come to the show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll pass it
3: over to Rick.
2: Rick,
8: go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Rick Boers. I play bass in the group. I'm sorry about the dark lighting. I only have one light in here. And if I take the uh, block away, it's too bright. I play bass, uh, and I, I try to duplicate what the left hand of the harp is doing, sort of like this. Okay, I like that. Like that.
2: And then who do we have next to you?
6: Me, Gino.
2: Gino, I like your name.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I like yours too. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Gino, That's I heard Gino. you're from Veracruz. <laughs> I heard you were from No, Veracruz. I'm from
1: Lima, Peru, ah, actually. Ah, Lima,
2: Peru. And what instrument do you play?
1: I play the cajon, the wooden box. I have a mini one over here.
2: Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's interesting. That is amazing. Well, welcome, Conjunto Jardin. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, you know, yesterday was Cinco de Mayo. Did you guys have anything going on uh, virtually or, or in-person performance?
0: Uh, well, Gary and I are uh, on a little trip to the desert, so um, the band couldn't get together. Okay. So we, I guess we celebrated individually. That's awesome. uh, but we're, we're very happy to be on your show. Um, to celebrate Mexican music.
2: Thank you. Um, so being Mexico, I I noticed that none of you look Mexican, and none of you look, you know, that with the name. But you know, I'm so intrigued. We have to get into this conversation to where you know you're playing the the the, the son jarocho music, <laughs> one of the traditional styles in Mexican music. Can you tell listeners a little bit about the type of
3: music that you guys play? I'd love to do that. Son Jarocho uh, comes from the eastern shore of Mexico, from the state of Veracruz. Uh, And it's um, an Afro, Spanish, and indigenous uh, style. It combines these different styles in the music. Uh, The instruments, as we shared with you, that we play many of the traditional instruments, the jarana, which is the heart and soul of Son Jarocho, the requinto, the lead guitar that I demonstrated. Traditional bands may have a harp, a diatonic harp, and Gary um, represents the style, that sort of style, and the the sound of the harp through the keyboard that he plays. And as Rick said, he emphasizes the lines of the harp bass in the bass lines that he plays. And then Gino uh, it, you know p- plays the cajon, which also uh, replicates the sound of the tacones, the heels that are, are jumping on the... Um, the the the, set, the stage or, or the dance floor which is a big part of the music it's singing, it's dancing, it's playing music and something that represents the Son jarocho very well is the Fandango, the party that starts in the middle of the night and goes until dawn with everybody playing it's an egalitarian style mm-hmm. everybody's allowed to get up and play music to dance, to sing and what's interesting is that Veracruz is a one of, one of the major ports for Mexico, it was a a port for pirates, it was a port for conquistadors that came in through Mexico, Uh, it it was a place that brought in things, so it brought in the Spanish culture which mixed with the indigenous culture which mixed with the African culture as it was a port for the slave trade as well. So this style represents and weaves together those three things, the mysticism and the songs are about life um, that indigenous communities represent, the animals that they interact with, um, and the, 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 uh, the, str- the instruments we play, the string instruments, are descended from Baroque guitars. And then the, the African influence comes in with the song style, it's a call and response song style, as well as the, the different kinds of rhythms that are integrated in this music. So that's a little bit about Song Karocho. It's a, wow. a leg style, it's happy, and it's an evolving style. It be- serves as a megaphone to tell people about what's happening on both sides of the border
2: that's amazing so libby and cindy ustedes you guys are sisters right uh and you've been singing together for like basically all your guys's life how did this band conjunto Jardín come about please elaborate a little bit about that tell us a little about the journey and how it started
0: absolutely well uh yes we are getting us um and uh we learned to play this style of music from our father, Tim Harding, who's a professor of Latin American studies and who studied Son Jarocho among many other styles uh, in in Mexico. Um, and uh, he in in the United States, he started the first mariachi at UCLA and the first mariachi at Cal State. So he was one of the people that was teaching people, uh, uh, young Chicanos, about their own culture before uh, there were Chicanos who could teach that uh, that subject, <laughs> so he was one of the first people who brought this music to people who were hungry to learn it. And Cindy and I learned um, son jarocho with our father. Uh, some people go to church on Sunday. We had harocho on Sunday, and uh, many people were at our house and wanted to learn the style, and we didn't want to be left out, so we started then. Um, and then uh, Cindy and I were in a uh, were in a, uh, a touring band, Sabia for many years um, and uh, featuring women and social justice content. We all we always have brought Son Jarocho to the music that we, to the bands that we play. But then in about 97, I started hearing Son Jarocho crop up in a little bit in some, you know, rock bands and uh, the group Quetzal was starting to incorporate some Son Jarocho. And I thought, you know, this is the time for us to do our own Son Jarocho. But our own way. Mm-hmm. So, although we learned a very traditional style from my father, we wanted to incorporate, you know, a little more um, umph, you know. So, so we got with the electric bass a little more of a rock influence, just sort of an edge. We needed to sparkle, mm-hmm. play it, um, uh, bring bring son jarocho, the fandango to the stage, mm-hmm. and 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 show um, showcase the music. And we we've been involved with also bringing groups from Veracruz. Um, to to help uh, spread uh, son jarocho to, to to broaden the audience.
2: That was actually going to be my next question. Um, what does it distinguish uh, you know the band from other jarocho bands? Because you just said we're adding our own hump or your own sass. Is that what dis- distinguishes your jarocho to others? Well, you
3: I, add to that? yeah, I I can I can jump in that. There's a number of things that distinguish us. There you know. Now there are many groups that have women uh, musicians, but when we started, there were very few. So me and me uh, on the uh, kind of leading the instruments and the vocals is, is, is distinguishing, but it's also the rock kind of influences that we bring in. It's the jazz influences. It's having a cajonero like Gino who brings in. You know the cajon, traditional style of playing the cajon but he also you know he brings in elements of afro-peruvian music and uh you know so we we respect and love the traditional styles we honor them and then we make them our own and in you know a few years ago we had this amazing opportunity to go to mexico and to perform in the encuentro de tlacotalpan and we had no idea how people would think about our music i mean you know here we are gringos messing with the style but in fact, every single group plays a little bit different than the next group. Every single group, like in the, you know, from one town to the next, uses different instruments, interprets things a little bit differently, uses different lyrics, may talk about different things in their songs. And so many groups came up to us and said, we just love what you're doing with our music. May you live a long life and keep doing Aww, this. Oh, that's, amazing. So, that's is amazing. is about evolving and sharing and, uh, you know, everybody bringing something new to it.
2: I love it. So he, so Arocho music is definitely accepted in the audience. Very, very accepted. I love that, that they're rooting for you with that. So we are going to uh, play a video. Uh Can you tell us a little bit about this
3: song? Sure. I, I can introduce it. I feel like I'm talking too much, though. I can introduce
7: it. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs>
3: this is uh, El Torito. And so, you know, as I said, the songs talk about, what's going on in life. And, and this is cattle country. Okay. And, uh, there, so, you know, a lot of people come from ranches and they're raising cattle. And, and so this talks about, uh, you know, I have this little bull and I take him from town to town and whatever town he's in, he eats things that come from that town. So when he's in Campeche, he eats azúcar panileche, leche, which is sugar, bread, and milk. And when he goes to, really, um, to the, when he goes, Yes, yeah, we all like a pan y leche. Um, when he goes to Tepango, we feed him the skins of a mango. And so, you know, on and on. But what's really interesting is that when they have their annual festival every year in Tlacotalpan, they also do the running of the bulls. Like I said, this is cattle country. Mm-hmm. Similar to Pamplona, but very different. They do their own thing with it. It's a little more hectic and chaotic where bulls are running all over the town. So this song, El Torito, really kind of represents the culture and the things that people uh, love in in, uh, Veracruz. That's
2: awesome. All right, let's go ahead and show the video. Share a funny story when I was playing that to my parents, and they right away got up. My dad's bailamos. <laughs> my mom and my dad started dancing too. I'm I'm pretty sure Rosetta because we were playing a lot of your songs last night. It was such a beautiful moment. I'm like ah, oh, you guys reminiscing in the back. Okay, that's great. But that was such a great song. Congratulations to you guys. I wanted to ask uh, really quick each player to play really quick on what each instrument does. Is you know we have Rick who does the bass. Can um, how how does he play that in the rhythms, um, in the music?
5: I'll I'll play just what I was playing. Uh,
2: okay. Um, okay, and then really quick, I want to call it the dinosaur teeth. <laughs> Can you
0: play something <laughs> out of okay. that? How does that noise? Is the, the noise uh, that comes out of that.
7: This is the uh, jajal. Quijada, quijada, quijada. So it's
0: the jawbone, and it has rattling teeth.
1: It's got teeth in it. <laughs> the, the teeth rattles when you hit it. Uh, So, sounds like that.
2: Wow, that is amazing, you guys. That's amazing. I really, (laughs) really love that. Really quick, where can we find you? Do you have anything coming up in the near future? Any performances?
1: Um, We have three albums available. They're all available on Amazon and on CDBaby.com. We have a YouTube channel that has a bunch of stuff on it. Uh, We have a Facebook page. We have www.kwonhumpaharanband.com is the new website. Um, we're hoping to have stuff coming up. You know, everything's been pretty shut down for about a year now. So we had gigs last summer that all got canceled. So um,
0: we're I all vaccinated th- now. So
1: <laughs> we're all vaccinated. So I think that things, uh, opportunities will begin to open up, particularly outdoor concerts.
2: Thank you so much for <laughs> joining us. You gotta come back to us, okay? Definitely. Thanks. Thank you.
8: Thanks for having us. Thanks Thanks for having you.
2: Having Thank you. you. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Remember, really quick, that the concerts are back and you have to check it out. Head on over to valleycultural.org because we have Bob Bloomingfield's July 4th Extravaganza hosted by the Woodland Hills Porsche with opening acts, Lunis, main acts, ticket to ride. The next show that we have, May 20th, we will have a full show. It's going to include morning show hosts. Mark Wallingren, my good friend, Paul Wells, Hans Letts, John Scott, and emerging artists, Plastic Culture, and Make Believe Friends, who will be talking about how emerging artists can get their break in the music business, okay? I'm your host, Calypso. Have a great
0: week. The Chumash people have stood proud along the California coast for thousands of years. Today, we stand for education. With our tribal youth high school graduation rate at 100%, we stand for giving, as contributors of more than $25 million to the community. We stand for the environment, diverting 90% of our waste stream from landfills. And we stand for wellness, serving 3,000 patients from our health clinic. We are the Santa Yines Band of Chumash Indians, standing proud with the Valley Cultural Foundation.
6: Amazon uses a lot of technology, but the real magic is the people. Jerry, I think it's time for a dance move. I have great
9: friends that work here. We laugh, we joke, but we also get our job done. We support each other, and we
6: just rock it up. (laughs) There are so many people coming together to create one goal. Everybody always wants to make sure you're safe and having fun. Work friends turn into work family.